Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. There's a fine line between genius and insanity, and we're walking it. It's the Marketing Madhouse. I'm Moira Vetter, your host for Marketing Madhouse. Today, we're talking about marketing and building brands for nonprofits. My guest today is Seema Parekh, Executive Director of 48 and 48. I have the honor of serving on the board with you and supporting all the great work uh, that the organization does in the nonprofit community. And I'm going to do this a little bit backwards. Uh, So ordinarily, we start with, tell us all about you. But 48 and 48 is an interesting name. So why don't we start with, what is that? And then let's talk about who you are. So what is 48 and 48? Thank you, Moira, for mm-hmm. having me. Um, so what's 4848? Very simply put, it's a local Atlanta organization that mobilizes skilled volunteers to build 48 websites for free for nonprofits in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've been around for nine years now, and in the nine years, we have supported 1,300 nonprofits. It's crazy. And mobilized 7,000 volunteers. And our biggest number is the value that we've given back to nonprofits, $32 million locally, nationally, and globally. That's crazy. I can't believe it's been nine years. I mean, it really, it feels like yesterday. Um, And so, so that's 48 and 48. But the thing that is, you know, ordinarily we'll have career marketers on the show. And I want you to talk about how in the world you got to where you are. So you went from a career in program management and operations to somehow being the executive director of a nonprofit. And we're not going to use the sucker word, but tell us, how did you do that? How how does one make that uh, career journey? So if we can blame somebody, we can blame Uh Jeff Hillmeyer. Okay. Right. He's the co-founder of this organization. Mm -hmm. And um, originally what happened was our organization, my company that I was working for in uh-huh. 2015, reached out to me and said, Seema, um, we've decided to support a nonprofit mm-hmm. and they're doing this digital work. And since uh-huh. that's your area of expertise, can you help get some teams together? What do you think we should plan mm-hmm. for it? Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, no problem. I thought it was going to be a one and done. Yeah. Happy no. to help nonprofits. And always, and was also thinking, you don't do enough nonprofit work, Seema. So maybe this is right up your alley because it's based on your skill set. Right. Right. So I said, perfect. Let me go. Let me go after this. Chased it. Made it happen for the first event. And then my team came back. Team of project managers came back and said, if they're ever going to do this again, Seema, they need <laughs> you <laughs> to help lay a strategy to make this happen during the weekend Mm because things were just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, to Jeff and Adams, I don't know, to to them, they they specifically created this organization as a one-time benefit to nonprofits, right? It It wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it was, we we'll get you a site, right? That that was that, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I think that happens with, with any organization that grows, right? You start with this great idea, and then you see if you can execute the great idea, and then all of a sudden it creates 
requirements, right? Requirements for, for people and infrastructure and direction and, you know, consistency and, and all those things. Um, of course, I can also blame Jeff Hellmeyer for many things. Uh, a dear friend of mine, and uh, we were in Leadership Atlanta together, and there's so much, uh, you know, focus on giving back and, and, you know, nonprofit. And, of course, Jeff has now poured himself into nonprofit. Um, it, it's just really interesting to see how the organization has grown um, and, and, you know, really watching you in that role. You mentioned the co-founders and, you know, I think very often you have people that start something and those aren't always the people that come in to organize it or scale it, you know, and, and provides, as you said, the things that are your expertise, program management and operations. I think about some of the work uh, that that I have done in the past with hackathons, and you know, there's there's just so much going on. Um, how how did that happen? Did did they come to you and say, um, you know, we we've got this thing out of the gate, but we're now at the we need we need management, or I mean, literally, how did it happen? Who called who? What did they say after you after your company participated? I honestly don't know how to answer that question. It's a bit of a blur. <laughs> Usually somebody asks me to do something with it. If it's within my wheelhouse or I've got the bandwidth for it, I say yes. So I would assume if I, I think Carol Williams, who was the leader of the organization at mm -hmm. that time, reached out because the buzz was around who can help us do this. And my yeah. team members had also uh, had already offered up my name quite freely uh -huh, and so uh -huh. then the call came through I met with her and then I met with Jeff and Adam and it was like okay this is what we need to do can you do it and the can you do it's always been being my weak spot of course mm -hmm. I can if I don't know how I'll figure it out but I can do it and mm -hmm. I'll make it happen and um, so my claim to fame there for the organization initially was building this platform and running it and making sure that what was on paper actually worked in real life. Because a lot of times, you know, our plans are fantastic on a piece of paper. Exactly. But when you actually go to execute, it didn't quite work that well. So I ran the first couple of events to make sure mm -hmm. that logistically things would work across. Um, then fast forward a few years, a lot of other people joined the organization. A lot of people participated, shared their skills, shared their recommendations to help the organization grow. Mm -hmm. I took on different roles within the organization as needed. So mm -hmm. I wasn't like a constant member of mm -hmm. 4848. Uh, as, a, as a volunteer, I, I did what I could, right? right. Kicking off the new cities or um, which, remember, this organization initially existed as an on-site only mm -hmm. event. So mm -hmm. we started in Atlanta and literally went up the eastern seaboard here, right, yeah. having events in different cities. And that's where we would have an Atlanta event or a mm -hmm. Boston event, Chicago, those types of things. We went up the board. Um, and it was interesting to find myself in that space mm -hmm. going, what do I bring to this table? What mm -hmm. more can we do, right? And um, it, it was a fantastic collaborative effort, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. which got me to this spot. You know, a few years later, things weren't working as well mm -hmm. as they intended them to be yep. so the back of napkin or even the documents and process that we had put in place weren't actually yielding the scalable results right. that we had expected right and when i say we the collective we would yep. be 40 and 48 and me yep. kind of sitting around the side and so jeff asked me to come back into the organization a little bit more fully mm -hmm. um, because i had a little bit extra bandwidth and said can you just give us an idea of what's broken and it 
you know, it, it's it really was interesting because I I have been involved, you know, since uh, early days of the organization and participating on the board. And, you know, you, you use the word scaling. You know, it really there really was a moment where it, it needed to shift. And you did really naturally emerge as a leader. And I'm, I'm so glad that they tapped you because, um, you know, there, there really is um, – I think you said that about yourself. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. And especially in the nonprofit space, you need people to be accountable. Um, and, you know, you, you really have brought that. So it's going to be an interesting marketing madhouse today because we're not talking solely about marketing. We're talking about nonprofits and telling the story of a nonprofit and talking about marketing with a non-marketer. Uh, so it, it's going to be extra mad today. So thank you to Seema for being here, and we will be right back. And we're back on the Marketing Madhouse with our guest, Seema Parekh. So you're not a marketer by trade. We've talked about that. Um, but, you know, as an executive director and, and any any senior leader in an organization, you're the face, uh, you're the voice, which obviously you have a fantastic one. I, I don't think I ever see you without saying, can you record our company voicemail, please, <laughs> or, or my personal uh, phone voicemail. Um, but, you know, along with, you know, standing up there and waving your arms around, you know, you also drive the story of the organization, right? And that's that's where, you know, marketing comes alive, when you can tell stories. And I know over our time today, we, we're going to talk about some of the stories of the nonprofits you've helped. But talking about, you know, marketing for nonprofits, particularly at a time like this, you know, coming off of the pandemic, which was hugely disruptive, and now the economy's strange, you know, you, you hear a lot about the losers in situations like that, and, and nonprofits, you know, often struggle. Um, and so, you know, we've talked about this, 48 and 48 is odd, because it's a nonprofit helping nonprofits. So is is it a double whammy? Are you, are you doubly challenged? And, and what is... What do you need to market 48 and 48? That's a great question. Um, it is a double whammy. Most organizations, when I say organizations, corporations or uh, companies, look at 48 and 48 and say, we think you're doing a fantastic job. But we really want to support the nonprofit that you're supporting. So um, our goal, which is to improve digital marketing for these nonprofits, is kind of an oversight. It's seen as a step through. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not really seen as we're actually teaching them how to fish. We're actually mm -hmm. putting them out there and giving them a digital profile that they can be proud to share. It's professional. They can then go apply You're for enabling grants. them. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times it's skipped mm -hmm. too easily by a lot of organizations that want to help communities mm -hmm. and don't realize that we're actually helping in a very significant way. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, terminology that I hear a lot, whether whether it's in the for-profit world or, or the profit, uh, for-profit or non-profit, is impact and outcomes, right? Everybody wants maximum impact and outcomes. And to me, and maybe this is just me, but to me it would seem like this would be a perfect organization to help because, you know, uh, God, Jeff's going to love this, the ripples, the ripple effect of helping an organization like you is that you know it's it's all these thousands of nonprofits that are that are helped and so do not do major sponsors not see that connection or or maybe your major sponsors do but 
do people not understand or think of it that way? I think it takes a bit of a bit of storytelling and um, a little bit of magic dust to help them see those types of things mm-hmm. because maybe they're looking very um, directly at I want to put my money into an organization that then is going to support the community. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily seeing that we're supporting so many communities. Mm-hmm. Or an organization may have decided that I want to help STEM-related mm-hmm. nonprofits or mm-hmm. women's nonprofits or homelessness. Yep. And when we're asked, well, what category do you support? Mm-hmm. Every all category, of them. All, all of them. them. So mm-hmm. somebody's probably thinking, you yep. probably can't support all of them. Yeah, we do. Let yeah, me prove do. it to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We really do. And so when... I think a lot of times companies don't take that extra time to mm-hmm. think through what we're saying. And I'll be the first to admit that maybe that's part of our marketing problem mm-hmm. because I am not a marketer. Mm-hmm. If somebody had ever asked me if I was going to go sell something, I would have said, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm your ops person. Mm-hmm. I'm your execution person. Mm-hmm. But what I have found myself doing mm-hmm. is selling 4848. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. very passionate about this organization because I love what we do. Mm-hmm. I also think that the impact that we have on the community in general, on nonprofits and mm-hmm. on volunteers is so incredibly significant mm-hmm. um, that it's easy for me to talk about this. You know, it's one of the th- I think it's, you know, all this occurs to you in real time. But I, I'm just thinking about the fact that you came from project management and operations. And this is the perfect place for you to be because 48 and 48 is a platform, right? It is a platform. Like, you know, there's there's good and bad associations with the word enablers, right? Mm-hmm. But you create a platform that makes it possible for all these organizations. And, you know, that's where, you know, back years ago when we helped with the branding, you know, there was, you know, we, we help the helpers. It's our code was very much about, you know, that kind of follow-on effect, that, that ripple. So... Who else helps you tell the story? Like the, beyond Sema, who's trying to articulate this, and I and I see those facts and figures. I think also in the nonprofit space, you know, you try to really use the stories and the emotions of of the people that you're helping. But who who else helps you market Forty Eight and Forty Eight? Our volunteers. Okay. So if a volunteer comes to us, regardless of which organization, and they are like passionate about what they're doing they have a fantastic experience they're going back to their companies and saying this is what we should be doing this is what we should be supporting right so they help us tremendously our nonprofits help us because with the output that they receive they then can be a referral source for us mm-hmm. a lot of what 4848 does and or or receives is through word of mouth communications, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we do our social media, and it's an in-house group of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Motomoto helps mm-hmm. us distribute a newsletter, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So we can at least monthly get out what we're doing, right, mm-hmm. and explain either a re- recap of a, pre- a post a, a previous event mm-hmm. or a new event that's right. coming up new. and how you can be engaged, yep. right? So we use all of the platforms we can, mm-hmm. but they are really right now done by our in-house team, yeah, right? Which is a really small team and may not have all the expertise, but mm-hmm. we have the most fantastic volunteers that mm-hmm. will support us. You know, let me paint the picture a little bit uh, more for people because I know we've talked about helping build the websites over a 48-hour window, and that's where the, the 48 websites and 48 hours came from, but in terms of structurally, when you talk about these volunteers that are going back to their companies, often you have a 
sponsor sponsor company says we want to sponsor a team and that team could be developers it could be designers it could be copywriters it could be project managers all all the skills that you see deployed when a website has to come together uh, and uh, those individuals then work on a team that works on a collection of websites and so when you talk about those volunteers going back to their um, companies, I just want to dig into this a little. How often is it um, companies are all signed up and on board and they tell their people they should do these things versus you have passionate volunteers who find the development department of their large corporation and say, hey, I want to do this. Will you back me? Like, what, which, How does it work? that relationship between the volunteers and their companies and how sh- or how should it work how should it work yeah. how should it work is is the is the better how how it currently works is it's a hit or miss quite honestly right you get somebody that's super passionate about doing something and they're all on going i'm going to help you fix this problem and they do mm-hmm. right um and, and a good example of that is yeah, when 4848 initially started, we didn't have accessibility mm-hmm. for websites. We didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. Mm-hmm. Not that we, we mm-hmm. didn't care. We just didn't know enough to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have an accessibility team that mm-hmm. has been implemented since 2020. And it That's is growing great. to make sure that all the websites not only are professional and good looking, but are also accessibility audited and checkmarked right mm-hmm. at the end and so different organizations and different volunteers will do that i would love it if we could market to companies and say look at what we're doing for our communities mm-hmm. this is the give back mm-hmm. right where else can you put your money and in a collective year nine years mm-hmm. tout a 32 million dollar give back right so if you're looking at your dollar and your roi yeah. where the place to go well and not to mention it's you know I, I, moto moto has our we have our own do-gooder program and we do things and you know sometimes you end up getting into um a pattern with we always go and support this group or we go and support that group and one of the amazing and, and there's nothing wrong everybody should be doing all the things mm-hmm. they can in all the places but one of the things that i do think is unique and fantastic about 48 and 48 is the breadth of organizations that you support and so you really can you know um you know you can help so many causes in so many different ways and and i think that's that's probably a passion point um you know i know that there's the women's build there's the social justice event there's the global event can you just talk a little bit about that in terms of how how did that come to be you know what what distinguishes those builds and and you know how does that change your uh, way that you tell the story i suppose sure so um if we step back just a little bit mm-hmm. when when we talk about companies and what they want to sponsor right some will specifically say we are one of our pillars is sustainability mm-hmm. or our pillar is homelessness veterans mm-hmm. you name it right mm-hmm. they'll pick it and so they'll say well what do you support mm-hmm. and we do get stuck with that mm-hmm. answering that question by saying every mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. and we do get a sideways look mm-hmm. when that happens right so we kind of say, why don't we take a pause on this and let's mm-hmm. show you what we, what we do. Mm. When we first started and we were a city by city organization, it was mm-hmm. local volunteers 
building nonprofits in cities. In local cities. Local cities. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the Atlanta event would have Atlanta volunteers, yep. Boston event would have Boston volunteers, yep. New York, New York, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we also went out to make sure that the nonprofits they were helping were located in those cities. So you right. are giving back to your community. Right. What we found out very, very quickly was the cities that we weren't going to Mm-hmm. We were getting calls, emails from them saying, right. when are you coming How to do we do it? Yeah. Idaho? Mm-hmm. Yep. When are you coming to, yep. you know, another state? Like, And we're like, well, it requires funding, mm-hmm. requires a sponsor to mm-hmm. give us like a home base. Mm-hmm. And then we need um, feet on the ground in that city or state right. in order to have this right. event to, Well, to rally together to those ra- volunteers. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- what happened very, very quickly, um, and this is due to the pandemic, was that all of a sudden our on-site events were shut down. Mm-hmm. We could no longer travel from city to city mm-hmm. to do these things or even drop, drop a, jump over the pond, as mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. and go to England and mm-hmm. do an event there because mm-hmm. we, we do have a global footprint. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't do these things anymore. So the decision had to be made. Do we stop mm-hmm. or do we pivot? Right. Because of my experience in this particular area, we pivot, we pivot, baby. We pivot, and we pivot hard. So we pivot from on-site events to 100% virtual events. Mm-hmm. As we pivot to virtual events, we can't now say this is an Atlanta event because you might mm-hmm. be located in New York yep. and you're participating. We had already started thinking about how we would expand our reach with mm-hmm. 48 and 48. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were playing around, toying around with mm-hmm. the idea of moving to a virtual or a hybrid type situation, yep. right? But we weren't forced to do it. Mm-hmm. So we're taking our own sweet time to mm-hmm. get there, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And then COVID decided, no, you're not mm-hmm. going to take it anymore, right? You're right? going to step it up. Yep. Step it up yep. or you're going to stop, right? Yep. So, Which I think is what a lot of nonprofits were faced with. And, exactly. And, you know, yeah, did make it through the other side. Yep. 100%, 100%. Yep. So then I had the idea... Well, why don't we focus on some of the issues that we're seeing around the world right now mm-hmm. and what people are talking about? And one of the things that I always hear is there aren't enough women in technology. Mm-hmm. There aren't enough women doing this and women doing that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of absolutely fantastic women, so it's like it's hard for me to relate mm-hmm. to. But I do know that in my roles um, in corporate world, mm-hmm. I have been the only woman at the table, mm-hmm. and I've only I've all I've also been the only woman of color mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. So. I've gotten used to that, mm-hmm. or I had mm-hmm. gotten used to that, simply mm-hmm. because that was just my mm-hmm. world. Here is an opportunity to expand on it. So by creating the women's event specifically for women, it was that only women team members can build the website. Mm-hmm. So, whether right, so it wasn't just in service to women's nope. charities, nonprofits. Nope. It was women are doing this. The women yeah. are doing it. So yeah. initially, phase one was only women will build the website. Mm-hmm. Phase two was only women will build the websites for women's charities. Mm -hmm. So we are in our phase two right now. Uh And we give preferential treatment to that, Mm -hmm. right? Or selection Mm -hmm. through our selection process. Um, We're not saying that males are not allowed at our events or anyone else that identifies across, right? We're not saying that. We're just saying that we really want to focus this women's event on showcasing the talent of women. This is where the swell is going to be for this this part. Right. We're going to help networking. We're going to help you um, improve your skill sets because mm-hmm. when you're around other smart women, smart people, it just happens naturally, yeah. right? So that was our whole purpose. So yeah. then from then we expanded on to say, all right, well, we've had so much participation mm-hmm. from this around the world. And even though we weren't promoting our events around the world, mm-hmm. they became 
global. Global. They came yes. global. Um, with some of our great partners they, that are that are global organizations, then they would send this message out that we're supporting this event. Please sign up. And before we knew it, um, a non-global promoted org, uh, event suddenly has representation from 10 different countries. It's crazy. Right? Um, and then we move on to a social justice event, very, very specifically um, supporting the causes of DE&I mm -hmm. and then also social justice, mm -hmm. right? Anything associated with civil rights and things mm -hmm. like that. And that's our social justice event. And then our third event, our third big event of the year is the global event. Mm -hmm. And this is the one that has the calling across the board. Wherever right. you're located, right. wherever your nonprofit is, if you go through our coursework, complete the work that needs mm -hmm. to be done, we will find a team to build your website. Mm -hmm. All the websites were built in English, except for last year when one website was built for the Girl Scouts of Paraguay in Spanish mm -hmm. because we had a content provider that says, I can do this in Spanish. So we paired them That's up amazing. with a WordPress person mm -hmm. and the two of them worked together with the team. And that was our first mm -hmm. non-English website. That was see, I, I think, again, this is so innovative. It, sh it really is that we're going to, you know, Build, build the plane while we fly, change the tires while the car's moving. But, you know, you even talked about a phase one and phase two of the women's build, like that evolved. And, you know, similarly, it's, you know, each of these areas, as the need changes, you're evolving that model. That That's how you stay vibrant, and that's why mm -hmm. this organization's going to scale. Um, well, we always have to have a roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. So if you ask me what phase three is for the mm -hmm. women's event, I'll say that I'm trying to build through a mentorship program now mm -hmm. to bring more women into this space, expose them to these skill sets for women, mm -hmm. by women, mm -hmm. and then help them get to a point to where they'll already be networked with somebody by the mm -hmm. time they've built a portfolio. And when they're looking for a job, guess mm -hmm. what? They've got somebody to call. Exactly. Right? So yep. there's always a plan, mm -hmm. right? For each of these events, uh, you see part one, mm -hmm. but part two is already in progress and part three is on the paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's interesting too? Because the organization itself is so volunteer-centric, I feel like, and you may not find this to be true, but uh, I think that in, in companies and corporations where people have jobs, they have ownership, they want a voice, they want to decide how things go. And I feel like sometimes people don't want input into how things could be changed or improved because that's not your area or that's my area or here's how we do it here. And I feel like in this environment where you've got some really inventive people who are trying to have outsized impact, but it's all volunteers, you know, you don't have so much of that, that's my area, stay out of it. And and I think there has been a lot of experimentation. Yes, you're right, Mara. Um, we're all, I feel like we're all skilled in something. We choose our skill, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm really good at um, operations work. I'm very good mm -hmm. at executing things. And um, when it comes to seeing a roadmap or creating one, like that strategy, that's mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I'm not your marketer, as we as we <laughs> identify. You totally are. Uh -huh. You're just not officially official. A official. Yeah. I have an honorary <laughs> title. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I I am not that person. I'm not the creative person. I can tell you it looks good, but I can't mm -hmm. make it. Mm -hmm. So at the end of every single one of our events, what we do is we hold a lessons learned. Mm -hmm. 
every mm-hmm. single event. And it's the planning committee, which is completely made out of volunteers, probably about 20 people mm-hmm. deep on a regular basis mm-hmm. that say, we're going to help you do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to help you run logistics. We're going to help you with social media. We're helping mm-hmm. with marketing, recruitment, whatever you need. So we've got subcommittees and our planning committee that mm-hmm. are always driving us forward. Mm-hmm. We gather them plus any other person that wants to participate in, a volu- in our lessons learned to say, what did you see? What did you think we did really well? Mm-hmm. And then where are the challenges, mm-hmm. right? And what do we need to fix? And then we prioritize those challenges mm-hmm. and we work on those. And we identify a couple of people to lead that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, from one event to the next event, we have a 12, because we have a 12-week um, planning period, mm-hmm. right, before we can actually the execute to queen. the caliber yep. that I need this event to be, then we don't have an opportunity to implement every request that's been made but we do pick the top two three things and say how can we get those moving along which includes technology Mm -hmm. advancements that we've made in technology and tools right we've implemented those platforms that were implemented i know during the pandemic even just from the standpoint of not just leveraging them to build websites but for instance the judging i've been Mm -hmm. a a a judge and yeah the judging portal was just yeah, back in the day, mm-hmm. I think it was print it out, print out the mm-hmm. homepage, put it up on a wall. Have a score let, sheet. Yep. Have a score sheet. Let yep. the judges walk through and make numbers and then sit down. And well, then, then you moved out. to giving us laptops, right? There was yeah. evolution there, There too, was evolution, yeah. slowly yeah. but surely. Mm-hmm. And now it's a whole full portal mm-hmm. where you're basically seeing a before and after. Mm-hmm. Call it... Um, a weight loss commercial, mm-hmm. call it whatever. Mm-hmm. It was That was a critical right. thing. Because, yes. you know... It, Again, ju- the, everybody's a winner. So, you know, yes. judging is judging, you know, haha. But uh, really, seeing the, you know, it, it's a testament to these volunteers that, you know, oh my gosh, look at what they were able to make happen. And, you know, you think about what that does for the nonprofit in terms of their credibility, their ability to be marketers for, for their cause. Right. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing, right? We're teaching them to fish. In this manner, we're improving their digital platform. Mm -hmm. This allows them to go apply for grants Mm -hmm. and foundation money that they wouldn't ordinarily get. Mm -hmm. If you and I were to stumble upon a website Mm -hmm. and it looks like it was made in the back Mm -hmm. of someone's garage, we Mm -hmm. might kind of go, hey, is this legitimate Mm -hmm. or not? But with a professionally built website, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm going to go ahead and do this, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of um, pluses, I think, that come along with what we do that most people don't necessarily think about naturally. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, we're coming to the end of this segment. A short uh, short answer question here. When is the next event? So the next event is October 6th through 8th. It is hosted at Cox Enterprises, and it will. we need local build volunteers okay. to help. It is a hybrid event, so you can actually register online to be a part of a virtual a team. A virtual team. Or okay. you can be a hybrid team or a full-on on-site team. Um, Cox Enterprises has been gracious enough to give us their space for the entire weekend, so we're excited oh, to be fantastic. there. Kickoff yeah. will be Friday evening at 6.30, followed mm-hmm. by a dinner for on-site volunteers. Mm-hmm. I think it's on my calendar. Yeah, yeah. It is, and I will be looking for you, Moira. Um, but we are looking uh, for volunteers right now to build these teams. Every volunteer that signs up and gets assigned to a team, we want them to know that you know we're holding them accountable for being there. Right. Because if they're not there and their team falls apart, that yep. means that nonprofit that's already done all the work mm-hmm. to be in our event can now 
maybe may not receive a website because mm-hmm. we don't have an extra person to fill your slots. Well, we've, we've all been a part of that project in we school, have. right? The group yes. project with the with the one person that never said. So don't be that person. Okay. Sign up and don't be that person. Yes. Uh, this is Marketing Madhouse, and we will be right back with our guest, Seema Parekh. This is Moira Vetter, and we are back with Seema Parekh on Marketing Madhouse. So we've been talking a lot of uh, warm, fuzzy, doing goods, making change, making things work. And, you know, in the real world, everything doesn't always go as planned and isn't as we would have them be. And so, you know, we talked a bit about all this change that occurred going through the pandemic. And, of course, the economy is a bit strange. What are some of the things that have happened that aren't as you would have them be and, and that you need to do something about to kind of get to this this next stage of growth for 48 and 48. So two big things that happened is that we, one, lost major funders for 48 and 48. So we had to completely um, redo how we do our work, right? Mm-hmm. We literally were start, started over again as a little startup, right? right? Because right. we lost so much funding. Um, and we relied more heavily on our volunteers due to mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Until we found the sponsors to sort of back us back up and we're, we're working on it. So there's yeah. slow in progress. And so um, we would love to have some more sponsors to help us do what we're doing and scale our organization yeah. and, and support more nonprofits. The, and the other thing that we lost, I feel like, was um, support from agencies. When mm-hmm. this organization started, we had agencies everywhere wanting to be a part of it, sending a team. It was competitive, it too. It was very competitive. It was, is there a team from this agency, exactly. that agency, yes. the other? Yeah. And now it's really hard-pressed to find mm-hmm. that for multiple reasons. We know that agencies went through a huge feast and famine. Mm-hmm. We oh, and then There's been a big life cycle or lifestyle mm-hmm. shift as well and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'd love if, if we could re-engage agencies. Right. Well, and, and we, we all know that doing things that make a difference is is more important than it ever has been. So, you know, of all the things, I think a a return to some of those, those priorities, and I think maybe another thing that's different that maybe the major sponsors and the agencies don't know are all the strides that you've gone to to create hybrid, op, you know, every kind of exactly. flexibility to help people be effective it's it's not taking you know days and days and weeks away from people it really is a very efficient event if people can be spared to, to focus on it exactly i always like to tell everybody it's a 48 hour event but you do eat you do sleep yeah. <laughs> you do take breaks right. um and it's very important for people to know that we've structured the program to where it can be extremely effective mm-hmm. from a friday evening to a saturday yep the whole day Saturday, that's your whole work day. And yep. then, you know, half of Sunday. Then you yep. go home and have dinner with your family, yep. right? So yep. we've got it sorted from that perspective for yep. sure. Right? Yep. Yeah, not like high school when we had the fundraiser and we all were in rocking chairs all night watching scary movies so we could stay awake. No, so this is, yeah. this is not that. You're going you're gonna to sleep. But more importantly, you're going to do really important things with, with great people and make friendships and bonds that, that really last because I, I have definitely seen that happen. Um, so let's take a pivot here. Again, pivot's going to be one of our big words today. Um, but on the Madhouse, we like to talk about madness and crazy things. And um, you have a story of something that happened to 48 and 48 that was definitely crazy. 
can you talk about uh, the, uh, I don't remember what year it was, it might have been 2018 or 19, but what, what happened that was so crazy? So 40 and 48, obviously, like any organization, has a certain amount of time to plan an event. Mm-hmm. We book our venue, we make sure we've got our speakers right and everything, and here we are Monday of the event event starting on Friday and Monday our team gets a call that says hey the venue that you booked is no longer available we have 300 plus people signed up for the event (laughs) that's uh, and we don't know where they're going we don't know where they're going to go now we have no idea we've got nonprofits that we promised websites to Mm -hmm. and we have a host of volunteers who we're trying to Mm -hmm. find direction for so I can't remember who we can attribute this um, idea for the the solve for here Mm -hmm. but we were able to find a venue that was under reconstruction right because it already existed it was Mm -hmm. fine it was just having a redo and um, we basically marketed the space um, at the underground which was being Mm -hmm. redone and um, it didn't have flooring, mm-hmm. so it was. It was like walking into a construction zone because I remember tarping, and the door didn't look like a door. And <laughs> we had a few challenges. We had we had mm-hmm. a guard at the door <laughs> on, <laughs> for the weekend, um, and then the floors in the building were mm-hmm. sticky, mm-hmm. and because they had pulled up the carpeting because mm-hmm. they were going to put new carpeting down mm-hmm. or new flooring down, so it will forever be known as our sticky it was floor. The sticky floor event. event. There was a good buffet. I remember. There was. A, there was great food we've always had wonderful sponsors for food and stuff like that Um, we had music outside in the little underground courtyard i remember so there were some fantastic things about it Mm -hmm. but when you got into the building and you were trying to use the wi-fi wi-fi was Mm -hmm. great it was just the floors Mm -hmm. pick your feet up a little (laughs) bit harder you know um but yeah it was it was quite interesting but at the end of it we did what we came to do yes the volunteers made it. Maybe some made it a lot later than they expected to because uh-huh. they didn't realize where they're going. Um, <laughs> some may not have made it at all, but at the end of the day, we did get to service the nonprofits. And yep. I can't tell you exactly how many nonprofits received websites that weekend mm-hmm. because it all depends on the volunteer, right? Yeah. yeah. Our three legged stool volunteers, mm-hmm. nonprofits, and sponsors. We need all three to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So if something falls away, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to find a Band-Aid to fix it, yep. right? Yep. Um, but that's kind of where we live. That's our world. I love that story. And, you know, I do. I think marketers can certainly, um, you know, relate with that, whether it's uh, putting on a large event. I mean, you know, things change. Things change very – you've got to just be ready to go, okay, it's not going to – come off in that way uh how how are we going to move and i i do think everybody's very flexible i think the organization is a very positive group which which helps it you know i know you said you're a control freak but you smile a lot for a control freak (laughs) um so usually when we talk about um you know we, we kind of come into the end of the podcast we talk about visionary marketers and marketers who are doing all the things that matter in terms of being a strong brand, uh, you know, in terms of their customer base, you know, helping their employees and really making, you know, making sure that they're kind of an employer of choice and then also making a difference in the, in the world, um, you know, more broadly. And I think, you know, in in our case today, we're talking about nonprofits. And so I'd kind of, instead of talking about, you know, these are great companies that do all the right things, I think it might be nice for us to shine a light 
on some of the nonprofits you've served, and obviously you've you've talked about thousands of of organizations. But um, I think there were a couple of examples that you had of really great stories of people who. Um, and, and maybe this is a plug for the potential major sponsors out there, which is if you are one of Atlanta's fortune companies, you should be a major sponsor of 48 and 48. Um, but for some of these companies who maybe do have the concern about what does our money go to and how, how do we show impact or outcomes, talk about, I think the first organization you mentioned uh, was uh, Project You First. Talk a little bit about that. So Project You First is a local Atlanta nonprofit, and its mission is to provide hygiene products to the homeless. Mm-hmm. And when they came to us at one of the events, one of our events a few years ago prior to COVID, we built their website. Mm-hmm. Upon building their website, um, I reached out to the executive director of that nonprofit to just see how things were going. And she's like, I can't talk to you right now because I'm driving over to Tyler Perry Studios to pick up a van. Unbelievable. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Right. Are you, you going to be in a are you going to be in a shot or something? Right, are right. you going to be on yeah. TV? And she goes, No, no, no. He's heard about our work. Mm-hmm. He saw on our he saw our website and he's donated he's a, van us a van. Yeah. So that we can now instead, you know, go we can hold more items for the homeless and as we drive around we can service more homeless people so i was like well that's fantastic Mm -hmm. right um so that's the one and another one that i think is also very important which is something that all nonprofits that speak to us about is like we just need money Mm-hmm. Every single nonprofit right. needs money. We need money. 48 yep. and 48 needs yep. money, right, in order to run and fulfill our mission. Mm-hmm. So there was a lady by the name of Tanya Hicks. She started a nonprofit called Empower Our Youth Foundation. Mm-hmm. And that was very specifically an anti-bullying nonprofit. Her mm-hmm. children were bullied in school, so she's like, I've got to do something about this because parents don't have enough information on what they can do. Mm-hmm. Schools are great. They provide us some resources, but we need more. So she created this nonprofit, came to our event. We built her website at a women's event. Six well, eight months later, she came back and she I got a lovely note from her and said, Seema, because 4848 built our website, I've now applied for grants and brought in $30,000 to support our huge. mission. Which is huge. Yeah absolutely huge she's also become a huge advocate for 48 and 48 and comes to our events now just to speak mm-hmm. to other nonprofits on mm-hmm. how she was able to use our services mm-hmm. and expand on them and give more exposure to her organization so that other nonprofits can learn from her mm-hmm. right again it's it's that it's ripple effect it, it, is. it, it is it is this is seed money that creates a much broader influence uh you know than than people imagine And, you know, in terms of what all that has to do with marketing, you know, I feel that building a website for a nonprofit, you know, a a fundamental thing to marketing is being credible. And, you know, we've we've talked a lot about, you know, having a website that works in 2023 is, you know, like food and water, right? It's your calling card. Right. right? It's it's your calling card, Mm -hmm. including having a donor form, right? Or Mm -hmm. or how how people can give you money. I mean, just think about that. You go back and and Atlanta's a huge hub for payments companies, major donors out there, payments companies, you know, in terms of the platform that you create and these donations that you can help those nonprofits collect. Yeah. Um, Any final thoughts, wishes, asks, demands of the uh, audience? What what does 48 and 48 need to continue being amazing? Amazing volunteers, continue 
please continue to sign up and register for our events and then also sponsors. That's what we really need in order to do the work we're doing to continue to scale and expand and tighten the wheels on on what we're doing, right? Um, So those two things are very, very important. We have a very strong nonprofit pipeline right Uh now. We have over 200 nonprofits looking for websites. Global event will be our last event for the year and then we'll kick Mm -hmm. next year off with a women's event. So any support that can be provided, even from a sponsorship dollars perspective, allows us to have an additional event, which mm-hmm. would then result in supporting more nonprofits. So it's a giant circle. So yeah. wherever you feel like you fit in, mm-hmm. please join us. Right? Well, and actually, you make a great point. You've talked about we've talked about women's event and social justice and global, but I know that in the past, if an, a major sponsor had a point of passion or wanted to put on a specific thing you now have a platform we do that you can corporate events right Right. so we can also do corporate events and corporate events specifically with some of our sponsors are we want to engage our employees Mm -hmm. because we want to show communities that we are giving back to Mm -hmm. the communities so um, different organizations have a target you know 25,000 volunteer hours by mm-hmm. 2025, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, come to a 4848 event mm-hmm. and one person earns 48 hours mm-hmm. of volunteer time. Mm-hmm. So that's something that goes towards that yep. individual at the company plus the company's numbers, mm-hmm. right, to help them in, in get to their targets that they need to get to or want to get to. Mm-hmm. But we do know companies today that are giving back to communities and show involvement in communities are then further um, used by other people, Mm -hmm. right? Like we look for those companies now. If you're giving back, we're going to give back to you, right? And we also, I mean, it kind of works hand in hand. The nonprofit has a fantastic website. Well, we already know 75% of the people who drop out of a website will be because they look at it and go, it doesn't look legitimate. But Mm -hmm. imagine if you can grab that 75% for a nonprofit. That can only be done if we've got the volunteers and the sponsors to Mm -hmm. tie it all together. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing work. Um, you know, we, we love 48 and 48. We're, we're honored to support the organization with, with all the things because when Seema asks, she gets what she asks for. Um, and, and we'll continue to, but, you know, we, anything that we can do to continue uh, helping 48 and 48 thrive. Uh, again, we want to see um, everyone at the hybrid event, which is going to be October 6th through 8th. Um, and so you can log on to 48 in 48.org so again nonprofit here people.org don't .com it mm-hmm. uh, and um, again so you're looking for volunteers sponsors um, and separately if you're a nonprofit um, you've talked about this vibrant pipeline same thing there there is a, a way on the website to uh, engage with the organization and, and work your way into the pipeline if you need support um, Seema Parekh, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, remember, there is a fine line between genius and insanity, and we're walking it. I'm your host, Moira Vetter, and we will see you next time on The Marketing Madhouse. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
the fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.